eight, time is a charm. We're finally getting started. Still sober with John Rabin. I am John Rabin, and I am still sober. Man, that's terrible. But I'm not going to restart it. I've already restarted too many times. Just trying to get into a flow. Hope you're doing all right. If you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. It uh, rained really heavily for about five minutes today. But because of that, we broke here in Austin, Texas, we broke our three-digit temperature um, streak. What is like 45 days in a row, some kind of crazy shit like that. But uh, but it's like, oh, it, it only got up to 99 today. Woo, only 99. And now we have the post-rain humidity with it. Yay. It's stifling outside. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well. I uh, learned that I'm got a a, a, a real dorky, uh, nerdy relationship with my cat because the cat now apparently wants to be in the bathroom with me when I take a shower and I've added to it because I've got like the little flea comb, even with flea treatment, she likes being brushed. So when I go in there, cause I'm going to shave, I, I, I brush her first. Then she sits back and just hangs out while I take care of me. And, uh, yeah, it all is right. It is kind of cute, but it's also a, a, a little fucking, uh, nerdy, but, uh, that's where I'm at. I just had that kind of a relationship with my cat. It was currently on my lap um, because she won't let me just um, do things without her. Oh, she just got off my lap because she knew I was talking shit. Fine. Hold a grudge. I know you will. So I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I may have, but... Let's pretend I have not. Um, you have to be careful with CBD edibles. Um, you just eh, you just need to be careful because they all go through different. I don't know, man. They have like okay, twenty five milligrams of CBD per gummy. Whatever I there. And they, they have different names and different things. Then you go back and you're like, all right, I've finally gotten used to this particular CBD mints that I get. But then I go and they're sold out. They're like, oh, but we've got these gummies. Um, take the gummy and cut it into a fourth. And it should be about what you're used to with those mints. And I'm sitting there going, I'm gonna, you want me to cut a gummy into... Let me cut a piece, like a fourth of a piece of a gummy off. That seems low. So I cut it in half. Should have cut it in fourth. I did talk about this already. But uh, since then, I've used as directed. I've done the fourths. 
but I've kind of been sloppy and just kind of I'm just cutting a piece. It's probably it's probably honestly closer to a fifth, and you know it's it's fine. It's basically at this point, you know, it makes me fuzzy, and I'm just like, all right, it's the end of the day. I'm not doing anything else. This should be fine. And I was concerned. I'm like, is it fuzzy? You know, because there's light traces of THC, which used to scare me, and now it doesn't. I'm like, is it, uh, maybe it's got more THC than they're saying it has. Um, but I have a friend who ha- who smokes weed, right? And they tried it. And I gave them kind of a bigger piece than what I use of mine as an experiment and did absolutely fucking nothing to them. <laughs> so maybe I'm just at the um, uh, a, a nice sweet spot of having no tolerance to the uh, to the stuff because it honestly, you know, I bought a ten count of gummies. Like twelve dollars, and I'm cutting off a piece, and I don't do it every day. Twelve dollars is going to last me like, like almost two months. It's crazy. That's a crazy amount of, of shit. But, uh, but it's working. So that's all that matters. There is a benefit to being boring, substance wise. So. Just keep that in mind. The encouragement, one of the encouragements of uh, being sober is that you get to save some goddamn money, assuming you're not chain smoking. That's really when the when the savings kicks in, by the way. Um, first, it starts kind of, I mean, you know, you're able to survive because you're not buying drugs. But then when you stop buying a pack of cigarettes or, you know, two packs on a regular basis, then you start going, oh shit, I can't afford to live. Crazy. Why didn't I do this before? Because you were addicted. Thank you. Thank you. I, I thought that's what the problem was. Jeez. Why didn't I? Because uh... they say, you know, they say it's boring. People like, I, you know, I can't imagine not drinking. You know, I don't, uh, seems like life would be so boring. Well, that's why you don't do it when you're at that age. You do it later when you want to be boring because it's not boring now. At my age, I don't find this boring. I slowed down. It fits. It makes recovery easier when you slow the fuck down and you're tired and you're done with all that crazy, you know, living life that way. It's, you know, it's weird to me when I think about it because it was like, okay, I got to go out again. And uh, then it's the exact opposite now. It's like, you know, you go out once a week and you're like, fuck, I don't want to go out. But we have plans. Why do we have plans? Well, just to break up the monotony? I like the monotony. Give me more monotony. It's so comforting and monotonous. Because it's, you know, that's part of the word. It's what I like. (laughs) But, uh. No, it's it's good. I'm just saying. It's it's not bad. 
I do not have a lot to talk about today, but I have one thing that I do want to dive into, and that is it's nice to have people that I work with who are concerned for me. I'll just say that. Even if they are confused and wrong about something. And what it is is this. We have gone through a lot of things at, the, at, at work because we are having to locate a new place, a new warehouse that provides both storage and facilities to hook up a, a, a dishwasher and sinks and like water and all that, all that stuff. So because we've got to wash um, our inventory. And we are currently, so we are currently in two locations. And so it's a, you know, logistics night, logistical nightmare. Uh, also going through all of this while dealing with the 40 plus day of over a hundred degrees every day streak that we've been on, which just the heat just ratchets up the emotion, the stress, dealing with a bunch of things. So tensions can get high and conversations can turn into uh, heated conversations, approaching arguments. And it has been the concern of several people at my, uh, several people, uh, two, of uh, a couple of people at my work, which if you look at the, uh, the amount of people that, that work in my company, that's half the company. So half the company <laughs> uh, is concerned. And what they were concerned about is, is that um, what they've said is that I've, seem like I'm angry all the time and they were wor- and they were worried about me you know and it's that and it's kind of made situations kind of tense the truth of the matter is a lot of the times that they think that I'm angry I'm not mad at all so a lot of what they're dealing with they're kind of project I think my theory is and None of them listen to this podcast, but they could always come back and go, oh, really? Is he talking shit? I'm not talking shit. If you guys listen to this, I'm not talking shit. What I'm saying is that there's things going on with you that you're projecting onto me. I'm not saying I'm not at fault. It is my fault, but I'm more of a catalyst. But I've always been. Because the problem is not that I'm angry. There have been moments, there have been a lot of tense situations and a lot of stressful situations. And yeah, I've been, I've been heated, you know, a couple of times, but most of the time what I'm doing is talking shit. This is who I, the, the, a huge part of my entertainment value is shit talking. I make myself, I get myself worked up over something so that I can then ridicule it, analyze it, poke holes in it, and then point at it 
and that's that's what I do, and I talk shit. And um, and if you know where I'm coming from, and you're in a an objective position, it can be quite entertaining. I'm told. I mean, it's worked for a long time for me. So some people find it entertaining. However, when it gets to the point, and the thing is that I've always done this, and I've been working there for a few years, almost three years now. So what's happened is, is at some point, I have become less entertaining and that's the part that hurts this is the thing that gets me about it this is the thing that the 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 ego bruise is not that you know it's you know you've got a you know pins and needles you know making people possibly be on pins and needles when talking to me because they're afraid of making me upset it's the fact that they don't find me entertaining like they used to, that it's changed, which means I've got to come at it with a different tactic. I got to go back to, I got to lean into the other part of my repertoire because I've I pretty much got, it's, it's, it's like, I got like two tricks. All right. Trick number one is I talk mad shit about something. Trick number two that I have is being a uh, is being a kind of a wise ass, which is is not the passion. It's just the I've got a comment after it, and it's not negative. It's just uh, it's making a joke or being ironical or something like that. So I've got to lean more into the left side and not so much in the right side, or vice versa. So I got to. That's basically the the tactic that I've had to change up in the past week since, uh, since we last spoke, uh, podcast audience. Um, cause I, you know, I posted the uh, episode last week, like every posts on Wednesday and I found out about all that stuff on Wednesday. <laughs> so that's why I'm bringing it to you today. It's uh, it's strange. I didn't, I didn't realize that, that, that had, been the case but uh, but that's the thing that bothered me the most i'm like oh man they are not they don't think i'm as funny as i think i am or as entertaining as i think i am that's a bummer so i've got to adjust it and i've got to hide and the biggest problem i figured out where it came from is because a lot of the shit talking that i do i always used to do to my coworkers who are working with me in the warehouse, who are typically dudes. And that's the thing, is we just talk shit and we're just letting stuff fly. But instead, because this past uh, month or so, I've been alone in the warehouse. So the only chance I get to shit talk is to the office people. And that's the problem is that I think that they talked to me less, so they were getting it in small bursts, and that was fine. But when they get a lot of it, they can't handle it because they're office people. They're not warehouse people. It's a different mentality. 
and you've got to adjust to your audio. You got to read the room, John. And I wasn't reading the room. So like I said, I was the catalyst. Definitely, definitely, uh, mostly at fault. But the fact that I've always done this, it's why it's weird to me that uh, all of a sudden it's like, uh, now we're concerned. Concerned? I'm just shit talking. So I have turned it off. I turned off all the shit talking, at least in their eyes. You know, I just go, I just push it to different outlets. Then things have been great. But it's, so it's nice, it's nice to be made aware that things are not going the way you think it's, got, it's going. You're like, hey, everything's great. And they're like, no, it isn't. I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm having a great week. That's not what we heard. You know, that's not what we're hearing. We're just hearing that you're never happy. And I'm like, well, that's just because I'm not a fucking ray of sunshine. I'm not, you know, walking around talking about, uh, you know, major positivity. And and I'm not going to, by the way, I'm not going to be fake. I haven't been fake to anybody. I'm not turning it off going, hey, it's a great day. How are you doing? Oh, great. I love talking at this uh, octave range. Um, it's, it's basically just a... Uh, they don't get any shit talking. They still get smart ass comments. But overall, it's uh, I'm being a FAW professional. F-A-U-X professional. Which is also being professional. FAW professional is um, where I appear to be professional but I know deep down inside, I'm still just me. I'm just keeping it from you, which is in fact what being a professional is. If you always wonder how people can do that at work, how can people just be straight laced, straight and narrow, follow the rules, stay between the lines every day? How can they do that? It's easy. They just hide all the shit talking. They hide all the things that they're really doing. You just keep it. The, being professional means hiding the bullshit. It doesn't mean not doing the bullshit. It just means hiding it better. It means putting forth an effort to hide the bullshit and the shit talking. And the, uh, the parts that are considered unprofessional. You just keep it on the DL. That's all it is. It's it's not it's really not difficult. It's not super easy, but it's not difficult. You just you just set the bar. You you, you set up guidelines for yourself, and then you just cruise control on that. Just you know, you don't have to change to be a professional. You just hide the things that you know are unprofessional. You just keep that away from office folk and management. It's all you got to do. Other people see it, fuck them. They don't pay you. It's just the ones that matter. You know, for, uh, for aesthetic purposes and for optics, it's just the people that, you know, that can affect um, your work environment, uh, your employment, and your pay. 
those are the ones you give them, yeah, it's smoke and mirrors, right? You, you showed them this side and then you did this. So that's what I've learned this week is I had an issue and it's been addressed. And they're happy because they feel like by having a conversation with me because they were concerned about my well-being, it put me on a better path to make sure that effective communication is going back and forth and that I'm in a better temperament and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, I just don't try to be funny in a ranting way, just more in a smart-ass way. I just adjust my quote-unquote cleverness. I'm just reading the room. And that's, that's real. And half the battle is reading the room. Stillsoberpod at gmail.com. Any questions or comments that are positive to neutral, appreciate it. We will see you next week, all right? Later. Disconnect the telephone line